I, wa I want you to tell this, this angel of the house, this giant, I want you to tell him and his family how grateful you are for the faith that you are standing in tonight. Come on, somebody. Yeah. What a blessing it is. If you'll just remain standing with me, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I like to stand for the reading of the Word. Is that all right? So you can turn to 1 Kings chapter 18, but I want to say what a blessing it is to be here, to be in this house. I never walk through the doors of this place without being supremely and divinely inspired. Just look at your neighbor and say, if you don't know it, you're spoiled. <laughs> How many knows you're spoiled and you're glad about it? Come on now. It is so good to see you and to be a part of this extraordinary week. And you, you all have two of my very favorite men in the pulpit this week. Of course, Pastor Dosick. I, I always tell my congregation, my favorite 15 minutes at this great place is the 15 minutes right before church. Because he puts more faith in me in 15 minutes than I, than I get just about anywhere else. And then, of course, I believe Wednesday night maybe, Dr. Bagwell will be in here. Boy, what a tag team, Pastor Dosick and Pastor Bagwell. And uh, so I know you're going to have a great, great week. And uh, I'm excited. I just celebrated 25 years with my beautiful, beautiful bride. And she made a point for me to make sure and tell only believe that she loves you and that uh, she hates that she's not here but, uh, you know, she's got babies at home. It's hard to get mama to leave the house. She's taking care of the Indian tribe. And so, But I am so blessed to be here. And I want you to know something. I don't believe I'm just here for another church service. Well, y'all pray for these folks over here. Y'all get with me. I said, I'm not here for another church. I believe something divine is about to happen in this room in the next 30 minutes. Come on, I need to hear who I came for. I believe something is about to turn around. Something is about to break loose. There is a release that is about oh, Jesus. And I am excited about it. Amen. First Kings chapter 18, I'm going to read something very familiar to you. And I believe that tonight, I don't have a sermon but I just believe I've got a word of prophecy for this place. And so I, I don't know that I'm going to preach all night. Uh, Y'all should have shouted right there. Praise the Lord. But I do believe this. I believe that God is about to speak a season over our lives. I'm telling you, a word of prophecy can bring you into a moment that transitions your future like nothing else can. And so I want you to listen tonight. Sometimes when we hear things that are familiar, we close a part of our ear to it. I want you to listen with fresh ears tonight. Verse number 41 says this, And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up and eat and drink. Hear it now, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. 
So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel and cast himself upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go now and look towards the sea. Look up here at me. Where you look determines what you see. If you're going to find what God has for you, you got to make sure you're looking in the right place. Go now and look towards the sea. And he went and he looked and he said, there is nothing. And Elijah said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea the size of a man's hand. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and get down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens were black with clouds and wind, hallelujah, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I want to focus on verse 43. Go now and look towards the sea. And he went and he looked and he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. I want you, before you make your way and be seated, I want you to just tell four or five people around, just, say, just tell them, this is your look again season. Come on, get across the aisle, go tell somebody, prophesy to them, this is. Come on, get across the aisle. Go tell somebody, this is your look again season. You may be seated. I, I want to I encourage somebody in here tonight. I, I don't know what you saw in your last look. But I do want you to know there could be a miracle in your next look. I, I know, I know that in this season, and, and look, we're, we're in this month, we're halfway through 2019. And I know there's a lot of people that came into 2019 thinking, this is my year. Who thought that coming into 19? This is the year it turns around. This is the year God transforms my life. This is the year my finances get right. This is the year my marriage comes together. This is the year that my son and my daughter get saved. And we're halfway through the year, and your last look says that what you thought was going to happen may not happen at all. Well, I came in here tonight to tell you your last look may have been disappointing, but your next look could transform everything in your life. I want you to look and look again. I feel like preaching. Is there anybody in here ready to preach? I, I want to jump into this, so stay tuned into your Bible as we walk through this because we're in a season. 
in God where if we're not careful, we live according to past experience. We allow the past to train the future. You cannot allow what happened to you in your past to train your future. Your future has got to be made by the words that come out of your mouth. You got to be careful in this season talking disappointed. You got to be careful complaining. Why? Because what God is going to do, he's scheduled to do long before you ever face disappointment. Amen. Elijah has experienced one of the great revivals in the nation of Israel. On top of Mount Carmel, he has called fire out of heaven. He's destroyed the prophets of Baal. He's had revival. And always remember that the process of God, and God is a God of process. We all want the rain, but we don't want the process. We want the miracle. We just won't, don't want to have to go through what we have to go through to lay hands on the miracle. I want to preach and tell you there's rain coming. Hey. I want to run and I need to preach. I said there's rain coming. Somebody needs to grab hold to that because your refreshing and your transformation and your restoration is all in the rain and your rain is on the way. But God's a God of process and he always starts in our life with the fire. Why? Because he's got to burn some things out. Hallelujah, before he can drop the rain that awakens the dormant seeds in our lives. If you're experiencing some fire that's burning some things out, you know, sometimes we think that subtraction or what God takes away is because he's not pleased with us. You got to understand that some of the stuff he's burning out of your life, you can't live with on your next level. Sometimes when stuff leaves, you got to say, Lord, Thank you for unburdening my life so that I can soar where you're taking me. So God begins with the fire. But now Israel has been without rain for three and a half years. There is a drought. I grew up in central Oklahoma. We went a lot of months without rain and the cracks in that old red clay would just get wider and wider hallelujah you got to have rain for a harvest can i preach and tell you we can live without a lot of things but we cannot live without the rain and in six days from right now we're going to stand in the middle of pentecost sunday and i prophesy there is going to be a rain Woo, jesus just tell your neighbor, I can't live without the rain. The harvest is dependent upon the rain. We've got to have a rain in our churches. We've got to have a rain in our families. We've got to have the rain of the Holy Ghost fall again in our cities. Our world needs the rain of Almighty God to fall again. Three and a half years, a lot of time to go without rain. But I want you to see what what Elijah says, he says in, in verse 41, he says, I hear the sound not of discouragement, not of lack and not of loss. 
I hear the sound. That word sound is the word voice. I hear the voice of the abundance of rain. Just put your hand up like here, like you're listening. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I can hear it. I can hear the voice of my answer calling to me, and I hadn't even prayed a prayer yet. Elijah had not yet went to prayer, and yet he could hear the sound of his answer calling to him. I want you to know your prayer life is about to be transformed by not what you see, but by what you hear. How differently would you climb into your prayer closet if you could hear the sound of your answer before you ever got on your knees? You know what? Our prayer lives are discouraged by what we see instead of encouraged by what we hear. You got to understand that what you hear will always be bigger than what you see. Some of you are sitting in a word house. You are not absent a sound. You'd better acclimate your ears to the sound that is coming out of heaven because your answer is crying out to you. There's abundance on the way. Who am I talking to? There's abundance on the way to your life. In, in the last part, we got six months left. In the last half of 2019, you got to tune your ear to the frequencies of heaven. We're allowing too many voices to clog up the station. We're allowing too many influences uh, in, in the realm of our faith. Listen, when you try to listen to two stations at the same time, you know what you get? Somebody say static. That's the reason we can't hear the voice of heaven. It's because we're trying to tune in to what's happening in the earth realm. Oh, God, help us to tune our voice to the frequency of heaven so that we can hear the voice of the abundance that is released into our lives. Say it, I hear a sound. Elijah said, I, I hear a sound. Of abundance. I don't see anything yet. You want to know how to operate in faith? Get your ear tuned. Amen. We are not moved by what we see. We are moved by what we hear. Hallelujah. Pastor said tonight, I hear the sound of the wind moving through the mulberry bush. Why? Because sound precedes everything God does in the kingdom. Everything in the kingdom is preceded with a sound. You're going to hear it before you see it. Pastor Dosik, when I went bear hunting the first time, I was kind of young, and I'd never hunted anything that would hunt you back. We were in Canada. They flew us in on a helicopter, dropped us down in the middle of the wilderness. Ain't no road to get there. Six days by boat. Only way out was a helicopter. They dropped us down, me and my dad, Pastor Rod and his dad, 
Mark Trice and his father. It was a father-son hunt. Well, they took me out in the woods. I, you know, I was excited when I got there. They put me in that boat, started floating me down the river. I got a little apprehensive. I said, Dad, you sitting in the stand with me? He said, no, I'm going to kill a bear. I'm not watching you kill a bear. I'm going to go sit in another stand. So I said, I'm going to be there all by myself. Yeah. And so I started asking questions to my guide. What should I expect? I'll never forget what he says. He said, just remember this. You'll hear, you'll hear it way before you see it. Can I preach and tell somebody in here tonight, if you'll get your ears tuned this week, you're going to hear your answer coming your way before you ever see it. Do not be diminished in your faith by what you don't see. Yeah. Woo. Lord, we want to hear the sound of abundance. That sound drew Elijah into a place of prayer. The Bible says that he came and he bowed his head between his knees. You know what this is? The posture of humility. Sometimes we're so proud and arrogant that we fail to get in the position that will draw the rain that we need released into our life. Listen, humility says, I can't do this without you. I can't take a step without you. In you I live, in you I move, and in you I have my being. You know what? God's watching the blessing move humility out of the hearts of the church. Humility's a posture. Humility says, Lord, I cannot move, live, breathe without your blessing. We got to get ourselves back in the posture that moves heaven to attention again. Hallelujah. So Elijah began to pray, and I like the faith. Because after he prayed the first time, he told his servant, go tell me what you see. I just got one instruction for you. You better be careful who you send to check on your answers. Just punch your neighbor and say, I want to know, can I trust you to go check on my answers? You got to be careful because you better have a person of faith go check on your answers. Because if you're like Moses and send 10 out that don't have any faith, they'll come back and lie to you. I believe if I'd have been Elijah's servant, I might have lied. In hope-filled faith. Well, you know, I see. I see. But you know what he said? You got to be prepared for stuff like this. See, this is the stuff that we don't preach. What do you see? Nothing. You need to decide tonight how you're going to respond to the nothing seasons you have to walk through. Because I'll promise you, there'll be some times you pray. And guess what happens? Nothing. There'll be some times you fish all night long. 
until you're weary and you're tired. And guess what you catch? Nothing. Nothing. What do you see? You know, nothing is discouraging. How many knows what I'm talking about? You put everything you've got into kindling your faith and casting your prayers into the throne room of heaven. And guess what you get in return? Sometimes you get nothing in return. Boy, we don't like to talk about these times. How many of you ever, how many of you ever uh, prayed and fasted and sought God and served and gave, sowed seed, and guess what you got in return? Nothing. I love the faith of Elijah. Because when you've decided that what you heard is bigger than what you see, you pray again. And then he told his servant, go tell me what you see. He comes back. Nothing. All right. I'll pray again. Seven times he prays. Seven times he seeks the face of God. Seven times he sends a servant. He's establishing a pattern of faith. See, we want God to move the first time we show faith. God's trying through the disappointments to strengthen a pattern of faith in your life. Amen. Go look again. Come back, tell me nothing. I'll pray again. Now go look seven times. Finally, the servant comes back and he says, you know he's got to be happy. I see a cloud. The size whoo, of a man's hand. Everybody get your hand out there. Look at it. You know God gave you a hand, didn't he? Stand up, Pastor Joseph. In the Bible, the hand is always representative of the fivefold office gift apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. You'd better understand where your reign comes from. Because God has set a fivefold office gift. Oh, Jesus, I feel this thing tonight. And can I tell you, there is yet rain in our cloud. Hallelujah. I said, there is yet rain Woo! in our cloud. If you know you've got a cloud that's laden with rain, I dare you to give God praise for it tonight. Hey. Every time you walk in here, your praise is the thunder that shakes the rain out of your cloud. I dare you on Sunday to come in here with your umbrellas and your galoshes on and look up on that platform and say, rain cloud. I didn't come in here for nothing dry. I came in here to feel the rain. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And it is moving towards us as a sign that God is answering 
the prayers that you have prayed. You note takers, let me give you a note. Are you ready? I see you, Mama. You, you got your notes out. You're just waiting on me to give you one, aren't you? Okay, here you go. Write this down. God gave me three things for tonight. I'm going to give them to you. Number one, perseverance is the price of this season. Say perseverance. Come on, say it like you got some. Perseverance. Perseverance is the price of the season. If the devil knows you'll cut, tail, and run after the first time your little faith is disappointed, trust me, he will withhold your answers until your faith runs out. That's why God is trying to establish a pattern of faith in your life. Perseverance is the price. Now, I, I know Pastor Dosick is like me. A little bit hillbilly, a little bit redneck. And we don't see green and trees and hills and mountains. We get nervous. A few nights in a tent does every boy good. I know some boys need a few nights in a tent. But you know what country boys are born with? A bulldog tenacity. I got something in me that when I see roadblocks, a rage just burdens in my spirit. I like it when they say you can't. Why? Because my daddy, he was a hard man, is a hard man. Loving, very affectionate and emotional, but trust me, he would whoop you in a heartbeat. Amen. You say, you know, he'd whoop you in, uh, at the drop of a hat. My daddy dropped the hat. There was a few, few mornings my dad woke me up and whooped me just in case. If I'm not around, I know you're about to do something, I will whoop you in case. But you know what that burst in me? It was a bulldog tenacity. Where did the perseverance go from the body of Christ? We got so blessed that we thought it should come easy. We got so blessed that we thought it should come overnight. And we lost our ability to wait. Wait the devil out. Hold on till it shows up. I want to preach over you tonight and prophesy God is raising up a remnant with a backbone that will stand regardless what takes place. And hold on until the miracle takes place. Perseverance is the price. If we want to see the glory of the Lord cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, it won't happen because we're weekend warriors. It'll happen because we persevere until the breakthrough comes. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to learn to hold on in the midnight hour. We got to learn to grab the horns of the altar and pray until transformation takes place. Back in the old church, they called it praying through. Who knows what I'm talking about? Praying through. Hallelujah. Stephanie's grand, grand, granddad, Harley Hensley, was an old holiness preacher. He was diagnosed with cancer all over his body. They put him in the hospital. 
IVs all over him. This was, man, 50 years ago. They didn't have the technology. As he's laying on that bed, God gave him a vision of a mountain. He woke up from that vision and pulled the IVs out of his arm, was getting dressed. His wife said, Harley, what are you doing? He said, I've had a vision. And I've got to go to a mountain God showed me. Harley Hensley had his wife drive him up to that mountain. When he saw what God had showed him, he asked her to stop the car and he got out. He said, baby, I'm going yonder to pray. And you'll either need to come drag my dead body off this mountain or I'm coming out of these woods healed. Long story short, he lived to preach the gospel for 40 more years. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. We've got to get something again that says I'm going to hold on until it happens. Say it. Perseverance is the price. Write this down. If perseverance is the price, then prayer is the power source. You see, we want everything to happen in a microwaved, fast food. Order it at one window, pick it up at the next window. And we bring that mentality into the church house. And then when God doesn't do it overnight, we lose faith, cut tail, and like children, take our ball and go home. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We have no ability, no understanding of what praying a breakthrough all the way to completion Amen. looks like anymore. And don't get me wrong. You know that I love laying hands on people and ministering and prophesying, moving in the gifts of the Spirit. But understand, we've created a culture in the body of Christ where everyone wants somebody else. Who am I preaching? I need to find an amen corner in this church house somewhere. We want somebody else. And so really what we do is we rejoice and splash around in someone else's overflow. Amen. We've lost the dialect of the kingdom. Prayer whew, is the dialect of the kingdom. And if you don't speak the dialect, you can ask. James and I were speaking in Orlando Thursday night. We had a car pick us up, take us to the church. Really nice believer. Married to a Hispanic gal. And we got to trading stories about kids and faith. And I got to tell him how I love Cuban food. Black beans and rice. Lord have mercy. I said, your wife make that kind of food? He said, yeah, but I, I tell you what. If you'll get up extra early tomorrow... When I pick you up to take you to the airport, I'll take you to a place called Zaza's. Because I was telling him how I love that 
Cuban coffee. Woo! Hallelujah. Put hair on you, but it's good. So he picked us up. We got up early. We got in the car. I was looking forward to getting me some Cuban coffee and a little Cuban food, a little black beans, about 6.30 in the morning. We walked into this spot, and even the menu was in Spanish. So I stood there for a minute, and he noticed I was bewildered. He said, Pastor Ronnie, what do you need? I said, I need to be able to order. The lady behind the counter spoke no English. I said, hey, how you doing this? You know what I mean, early in the morning. How you doing? She looked at me like, she said, no English. I said, where are we at? Are we in Orlando? You know what I found out? If you don't speak the dialect, you can't order. Somebody that knows the language had to order for me. If we're not careful, we lose the kingdom dialect and we lose the ability to make a request of the heavens. We got to go back to a place of prayer where we are petitioning heaven for the release of the rain. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, look again. Look again. Perseverance is the price. You got to hold on until it happens. Pastor, how long do I have to hold on till it breaks? How long do I have to pray until the heavens release the rain? I don't know what to tell you. I don't have a timetable in mind. I'm just telling you, if you hold on long enough, you'll outlast your adversary and the rain will show up in your life. Perseverance is the price. Prayer is the power source. Prayer puts a demand on heaven that the will that is being done in heaven gets done in the earth. Prayer is what synchronizes God's will. Amen. So what's being done in heaven is being done on earth. Can you imagine when heaven and earth get synchronized under the will of Almighty God? When that happens, we're going to see the greatest revival of souls and miracles that we've ever seen in the history of the world. But the church has got to go back to prayer. I understand it's hard to preach on prayer in the American church anymore because we just take it for granted. We're not raising what we've raised in the body of Christ. Oh, oh Lord. I kind of know if I can say this or not. Well, Pastor Dosa could clean up when I'm gone. <laughs> you know what we've raised in the body of Christ? I know this will make sense in Ohio. No, I'm not going to say that. I might not get away with that. We've raised a house of dependence. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I said we've raised a house of dependence. I had my first graduate high school a couple of weeks ago. I have four children, 18, 17, 15, and 14. Pray for me, will you? And I did not mind. I took joy in being a hands-on dad. I changed the diapers. I rocked to sleep. I fed the bottles. 
And I appreciated that season of my children's lives. But when you got to part the whiskers to get the bottle in. Come on, somebody. There's a problem there. This, I love y'all over here. You're sh shaking. This, this group's good. Now, y'all pray for this group. Now, I'll come back to you. We've raised dependents in the body of Christ that want somebody else to do their praying, want somebody else to do their fasting, somebody else to lay hands on them. They're like baby birds that show up on Sunday morning with their mouths wide open looking for somebody to feed them. Listen, we've got to get back to the place where we understand what it means to grab the horns of the altar and pray until breakthrough comes. Father, let a spirit of prayer Hallelujah, fall on the church again until intercessors arise to stand in the gap to plead for the rain. Prayer is the power source. All right, write this down. Last one, you ready? Progression is the fruit of the season. Rapid I'll be a little country for you. Don't make no sense. Progression is the fruit when the rain falls. The Bible says that Elijah told Ahab, you better get off this mountain before the rain stops you. The Bible says that Ahab was in a horse-drawn chariot rolling down the mountain. But God anointed Elijah to outrun him to Jezreel. Can I get a witness in here? God is about to release an anointing for rapid pro progression. Things that should have taken five years are about to take five weeks. God is about to put an anointing for rapid progression on the body of Christ. If you got a business, you ought to shout it right there. Tear up your three-year plan. God's going to do it in three months. God's putting an anointing on the church. It's an 11th hour anointing. Hallelujah. He doesn't have 20 years for us to figure it out. He's about to drop a spirit on us that is going to enable us to accomplish more in less time than in any time in the history of the body of Christ. Amen. I'm going to do it. You remember the story of the householder that went at different hours of the day to hire laborers. How many knows the story I'm talking about? Three, nine, eleven. The eleventh hour laborer was hired with but one hour left in the workday. Now I don't have time to get it. This is a, this is another message. I don't want to preach two messages. I just want to preach one. But I, Insert this because I want you to understand the revelation that God's trying to bring the body of Christ into. We have to change the projection of faith. 
because what we were expecting to take a certain length of time because time is being condensed under the hand of God he is enabling more to get done in the moments that we have than in the history of the world somebody ought to praise God right there that's oh Jesus if you're ready for that to fall on you I dare you to throw your hands up and shout like you lost your mind Watch this, Pastor Joseph, because I want this to bear witness with you. Every group he hired, the first group, he said, I will, I'm going to give you a penny a day. They got hired early in the morning, worked all day. He goes out a few hours later, hires another group, and he says, I'm going to give you the same thing I'm going to give them. I'm going to give you a penny a day. He gets all the way down to a, the 11th hour crowd, and he says... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a penny too. Now, if I got hired in the morning and then you didn't show up to 4 o'clock and when it came time for payday, they gave you the same thing they gave me. Now, I'm a good Christian brother, uh, but, but I'd be striping mad. Who knows what I'm talking about? And when he was... Negotiating wages, he says, I'll give you what is right. And that word is the word fair. Well, that don't sound fair to me. If I work all day, and James, you work an hour, and we get paid the same, hmm. <laughs> I got too much Choctaw in me to sit quiet for that. So, there has to be a revelation sewn up in this because if it's fair that one worked all day and one only worked an hour, what's the revelation? What is God trying to tell us? What kingdom principle is he trying to release into the body of Christ? God says the reason it's fair. See, we are the 11th hour laborers. And God says the reason that it's fair is because you're going to accomplish as much. Oh, I feel like running in here. You're going to accomplish much in one hour as it took them a whole day to accomplish. Oh, God, let that spirit of multiplication, acceleration, Fall on our lives. Tell your neighbor, look again. Come on, tell him, look again. Look again. You know what you're going to find when you look again? He's the same God. Hallelujah. He's the same water walking God, blind men healing God. He's the same God that releases breakthrough and blessing on our lives. I think we think that God's changed somehow. You know what's changed? Our expectation of God has changed. He's the same God. Say it. He's the same God. I want you to say it so your faith hears you say it. He's the same God. So if he ever did it, if I look again, I'll find him doing it again. Hallelujah. If he's the same God, that means if I can hear a testimony of him ever doing it for anybody, 
He'll do it for me. He's the same God. Why have we lowered our expectations of he's the same God? We need to raise our expectations again and believe him for the impossible. Watch this. Although he's the same God, when you look again, you'll find him doing a brand new thing. He'll do it again, but he'll also do it differently than you've ever seen him do it. He fell like fire before, but today he's going to fall like rain. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, he said, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Even now it shall spring forth. He's the same God. But he's doing a brand new thing. We need to get God out of our little boxes. What time is it? It does matter. Y'all got church tomorrow night too. Somebody help me. 8.30. Okay, I'm good. Can you give me 10 minutes? Say he's the same God. But he's doing a brand new thing. The church has got to get God out of the box. Three and a half years is enough time to set a pattern of expectation. Don't you think that Israel got up every day expecting it not to rain? I wonder, has disappointment and failure and subtraction taught you a pattern that's unhealthy for your future? Uh See, you've, you've stopped believing him to do a brand new thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you can do what you've done again because you're the same God. But I'm believing you to do what you've never done in my life. It's time to break the boxes. It's time to reset expectation. You got to get untethered from the past. Tell your neighbor, cut the cord. I feel this cut the cord. That cord has set you in a pattern of expectation. You unknowingly are expecting bad things to happen. You're expecting drought when God's ready to send rain. But I hear the sound of abundance. Does anybody hear what I'm hearing? I hear it pressed down. I hear it shaking together. I hear it running over. You know what abundance means, right? More than needed. More than enough. We have got boxed in to an expectation of God meeting our needs. But see, here's the problem. If God only meets your needs, how will you meet other people's needs? I want this house to hear me tonight because the rain that is about to fall in this place is a makeup rain. Touch your neighbor and say, this is a makeup rain. However long you've been without, 
what's coming is going to be a makeup rain. For every day you went without, God said, I'm going to make it up at one time. I'm going to pour it out. So it's going to be an abundance in your If you believe in God to make some stuff up for you, I dare you to give him 15 seconds of praise. I hear the sound. Somebody do a rain dance for me right now. I need some musicians on this platform. I hear the sound. There is an outpouring. Coming to only believe. I don't believe there's been a year of this church's history that you've been without revival. But I'm telling you that God is about to send a makeup rain to only believe. I prophesy the presses are going to be full. The barns are going to be full. Pastor Dosick, I, I got a little discouraged today. Not discouraged, that's a bad word to use, but Pastor Eric started testifying. I've been real proud. I mean, we've been shouting about it. Because our church, our local church, has been responsible for right at 700 salvations since January. And I thought that was awesome until he told me that you guys have won 300,000 this year. So I went back to my room and said, Lord, help my faith. I want to prophesy to you. There is a season of abundance. That is being released on the body of Christ. I see some of you. You know the years that you've lived in brokenness. Can I tell you God is about to send a makeup rain to your life? I'm going to quit with this. I'm not finished, but I'm going to be done. Do not be discouraged by the package. Your answer shows up in. Because it's not the size of the package, but the power of the contents that'll make the difference in your future. Little clouds house big rains. Some of you better be careful looking at the answer that shows up when God answers your prayer and diminishing the answer because of the package that it shows up in. God is about to release the rain of his presence. Six days from today, Pentecost Sunday, 
Lord, let the clouds be dark. Let the wind begin to position our breakthrough exactly at the point of release. And let our praise be the thunder that reverberates the, crowd, the cloud to release the rain from heaven. I want you to lift your hands all over the room. If you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, I want you just to lift your voice and let's let that river flow. There you go. Come on. You're prophesying into your own future. You're building yourself up in faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not baptized in the Spirit, lift your hands and just begin to give glory and thanks and honor to God. Open up your mouth. Sing, girl. Hey. Come on, raise your hands and say. I'm going to do this quickly.
Have I not promised and have I not shown that I'll be water in the wilderness and refreshing in the middle of a dry place? For I say unto you tonight, if you will but stretch your faith, I will part the skies and I will release a sound of the abundance of rain over your life, says Almighty God. Listen to me. If you're in this place and you say, Pastor, the first part of this year has tried to train my faith in the wrong direction. I came into 2019 with such expectation and all that I've seen is a nothing season. On the count of three, I want you to run to this altar and we're going to agree together. On the count of three, one, two, three, come on. Come on. Hurry. Yay. Listen to me. Were you sitting right back there? Right back there in the middle? Because while I was preaching, God gave me a word for you. I, I Obviously, when you move in the gifts, you see in part and prophesy in part. So a lot of what I'm going to say, I don't have context for. I can just only tell you what I hear in the spirit. Because some things have happened that have damaged your spirit. You walk wounded. And because you walk wounded, it's difficult when you're wounded to have great expectation. Because why? We talked about it. The past has tried to inform your future. But tonight I'm going to cut that umbilical cord that has tethered you from the thoughts, the pictures... And the wounds that have held you in a season. And God says tonight, oh Jesus, I, 
I hear you. Tonight, I'm going to release an abundance of joy that produces strength for the expectation that will move you into your next season in God. Raise your hand. Father, let it fall. That's it. Somebody shout for me. Somebody. Oh, that's it. Receive now. Open the I want you to listen closely to me, okay? Because tonight, God's going to take a new Polaroid of your life. Because a lot of times when you look in the mirror, what you see looking back at you, you know, situations and circumstances teach us lessons. And they're lessons that don't serve our future. They only serve our past. The last picture you see, see, when we look at ourselves a certain way, it's hard for us to raise our faith to great levels of expectation because what we see doesn't deserve the blessing and the breakthrough and the miracle and the favor. And you've gotten into a pattern of not expecting because you feel undeserving. But God's about to take a new picture of you tonight. You know what I've, I don't know a lot about pictures, but when I was in my senior year of high school, which was a long time ago, 1990, I was on the, what are you laughing about? That's a long time ago. I was on the yearbook committee, and so we had a, picture lab in our school where we develop pictures and you know what I found out is that pictures are developed in the dark and God said the darkness that you've been in was not because I wanted to hurt you but because I was developing a picture that could have never developed any other way is anybody in this room with me is anybody ready for God to develop a new picture in your life? Throw your hands up and say, let it rain. Raise your hands. Raise your hands in the name of Jesus. After I touch you, God is about to give you a new Polaroid of you. Open. Receive now. <laughs> Lord, we've waited a long time. Let it rain. I hear the 
the sound of abundance. I don't want to overstep my bounds because I know you. And sometimes when you know people, you have to be careful because you just you don't want to overstep. I don't want my head knowledge to get in front of what the spirit is directing me to do. But I I've been watching you. It's it's incredible because every time I come, I mean, you're bigger than me. And used to, you came in, little bitty guy with a dog in tow. And I, but I want you to understand that God has got you in an incubator, a cocoon. The funny thing about cocoons is that everything that caterpillar needs to become is hidden on the inside of that cocoon. And I know... That caterpillar has no idea the transformation that has taken place because he can't see himself. And it is not until the transformation has taken place and the wings are developed and those wings begin to press against the sides of that cocoon. And what the butterfly doesn't know, the caterpillar become butterfly doesn't know, is that it's that cramped confinement that is actually strengthening his wings to fly on his next level. And I read this the other day. So funny how God works. But did you know that a butterfly does not have any caterpillar DNA left in it when it emerges from the cocoon? It's not just better. It's brand new. And I prophesy to you, you can't see yourself like God sees you yet. But everything you need to become what God has called you to be is on the inside of the cocoon that God has placed you in. Be patient, young man. Tune your ears because God is growing in you and the transformation will be complete. And when it does, you will soar to heights you never dreamed possible on your next level. In the name of Jesus, let the sound of abundance fill the ears of this young Elisha. Oh, somebody give God praise. Now, Jesus. Yes, God. Receive now. Sheta munde est. Cobria patelebeste. Sing it, church. Receive now. 
shouted church open. Come on, every voice lifted. We cry. Let it rain, we pray. I want you to join hands quickly. Everybody, 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 join hands. Even in the congregation, you're not left out of this. You're not left out of this. This is a house anointing. This is a season for the house. We will not move, be moved by what we see, but we will be moved by what we hear. And what we hear is abundance. Lord, I receive that. I received that for myself. I said, I received that for, won't you just let me get blessed just for a minute. I, I received that for myself. Now, when we get to the end of this prayer, young man, I want you to drive this thing. Because we get to the end of this prayer, everybody in the same song, stay right where you're at. But I just want you to drive it because we're going to do a rain dance. Now, you, do, you all do know that I'm a card-carrying Choctaw Indian. I was born to do the rain dance. I'm going to release this. This is what God called me here tonight to do. I just want to be a piece of what God's doing this week. I think every night it's going to ramp up. I think this building ought to be packed all week long. You need to get on the phone. God is about to do something extraordinary in this meeting every single night. You do not fail to make the sacrifice it takes to get you and your family in this room. This is an extraordinary time. It is a prophetic season. We are not doing church just to do church. God is releasing his hand upon the body of... Oh, Jesus, there it is. Receive it in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you tonight, as I've done everything I can to be obedient to your directive... I ask you to release a sound that precedes a rain 
that is a gully washer, that is a, that is a double or nothing kind of a rain, that is a more than enough, too much overflow, double for our trouble. Father, I declare the beginning of a season of abundance in the name of Jesus. Now throw your hands up and do your rain dance. together and bless the Lord all over this room. Come on, your praise is the thunder that shakes rain out of your rain cloud. Now at your shout, yay! I feel the rain of your spirit. How many of you feel that right here? I feel the rain of your spirit. Let it rain, Jesus. There is a new season. Therefore, a new expectation. Not based on what we see, but based on what we hear. How many of you have heard a sound tonight that indicates to you that there is a makeup rain, a season of abundance that is headed to your house. I dare you to give witness to that faith with your praise. <laughs> 